You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Whether you're just getting started in your career or you're looking for advanced strategies and tactics, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is Caitlin Lutz. I'm a demand generation strategist for Flip My Funnel. And we also have someone else here. Hello, Sangram. Hey, hey. Happy Friday, everybody. (laughs) Happy Friday. This is our hashtag one hero day, our hashtag one hero Friday. And what we do today is we pick out someone, a contributor from our community who has written a blog post on the Flip My Funnel blog. And um, we just want to really celebrate the people within our community. And so we really want to celebrate the content that they're writing because it's awesome. So the content that we have today is called Two Mistakes Management Makes with Sales Development by Joe Toast, who is a sales and motivational coach. So in his blog, he lists two mistakes and solutions to the the mistakes that management makes with sales development. And I'll let you guys read the rest of the blog post, but I'm going to talk about the second one first. So that says, management believes that cold emails, aka cold outreach to a targeted prospect will solve lead generation or account generation issues for us ABM people. And Mm -hmm. his solution is for emails to be highly personalized. So Sangram, you get a lot of emails. I mean, I don't know how many you get a day, but I'm sure it's a lot. Yep. Uh, So what is the ideal email for you to get? Uh, That's a great question. So first, point, I I do agree here 100% that, you know, personalization will always win. I think there's a a difference between personalization and authenticity. Mm -hmm. So personalization, meaning if if all it says is that Sangram, uh, my first name is there, and then the rest of the word page is the same kind of boilerplate. And then the bottom is, you know, hey, thank you for your time and just then have personalized company name in it, right? If your first name or company, if that's all you think is personalization, then you're dead wrong. Because that's not personalization. That's a templated kind of communication that you are trying to be personalized. And people can sniff through it, and it's a really, really bad habit. So hopefully, people are trying to get away from, from that. The things that I love when I get are things that are truly, you know, in, in some way, I feel like somebody has taken the care and time to know me and my needs before they reached out to me. And it doesn't take long for anybody to do that nowadays, right? You can just go and sniff around somebody's LinkedIn profile or whatever online blog. And if you're talking to a marketer or a salesperson, they are pretty online. So especially in that audiences, it's even more easy. And if somebody is taking the time to read or something that I've liked recently or something I've posted recently or something that, you know, is definitely more relevant to the conversation that we are about to have or the services you provide, then that's a conversation I'll always have. And it doesn't need to be a fancy email. It doesn't need to be a very detailed email. All I need to know is that this person cares enough and knows enough about what we do or I do and what I care about so that that conversation is going to be meaningful for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personalization, obviously, that's the whole point of account-based marketing is for, you know, for people to know that they are cared for and that they 
want to actually respond to you because they see that you're actually emailing them. It's not right. a batch and blast kind yep. of thing. But how personalized is too <laughs> personalized? Because I'm sure that you've gotten a couple emails where it's, you know, people have said, so I heard that your daughter went to this <laughs> yeah. basketball practice. Yeah. practice the other. You know, how personalized is too uh, personalized? Now that, that is a slippery slope, I think. And that's where I think people look at LinkedIn and Facebook as two different platforms uh, and, and things that you do on Facebook, stay on Facebook, kind of like things that happen in Vegas, stay in Vegas kind of <laughs> stuff, right? So it, it does need to, to, there needs to be some thought put into it. So of course, if your status changed from married to single, hopefully nobody says, hey, now you have more time. Maybe you should look at this product. But, but I think people know better and people do better. And I think it becomes creepy when it's not work-related. It's more very personal to family. And you never know what's going on in somebody's life and, and personal life. And it, you might think that it's a good thing and they might just take that as a completely negative way. So you have to be very, very careful. I have seen all the people have done a good job when it comes to sports. Because that's one area where you can connect. So if you know somebody, there's a big game that just happened, right? Uh, of national championship. And then you, you you know there's an Alabama fan versus, you know, whatever, right? So you know that you can reach out to them and talk about sports. Now, that is a really A-OK way to do it. Mm-hmm. But anything more than that, I really feel it's, it's something you should think twice before you do it. Yeah, it's too much. So how does Terminus do this kind of cold outreach? Because... Yeah. You know, obviously personalization isn't super easy when you're trying to reach yeah. a lot of people to buy your product or to get to your company or whatever. So how do we do it and what do we do well or what don't we do well? Well, that's a great question. I think we're learning every day. We don't have it all figured out. We're not perfect by any stretch of imagination. And and we're going to uh, interview Lucas Yoke, who runs the SDR team and, and publish that podcast in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, knowing what I know about the team and seeing what they have done, I think they've done some really, really interesting things. First of all, they have asked every single person on their team to find their strength. And some of them are good at videos. Some of them are good at email. Some of them are good at conversations and said, you know what? You no longer have to subscribe to this notion of making X number of calls and X number of emails. You do what you do best. Some people are really good at social engagement. So they are no longer counting what activities people are doing. They're looking at the results and saying, "Let's how do you make sure that you do more of it? So as an example, uh, I know Taylor on the team, she does a really good job of creating videos, personalized videos and say, and she has her photo and picture and she has a whiteboard that she literally stands in front of a, <laughs> a, a camera on her own laptop and says, hey, so-and-so, I want to just share with you that I love what you guys do. I think that this is the challenge you guys are facing. So based on that, here's a solution that we offer. It's a very personalized one-to-one communication, and it always results into some sort of conversation. And it may not be closing a deal, but in a conversation in most sales uh, people's lives is a big step as opposed yeah. to like a completely dark. So I, th- I think working on their strength is one thing that we have started to learn and do more of. Yeah. So just what is the best email that you have ever gotten or what is the, the best cold outreach that you have ever gotten? Maybe someone out there in our community can yeah. replicate that or <laughs> yeah. the, figure it, out what that is. No, I think that I'm not against cold outreach. I think it's important to do some of those as long as it's in the target audience and it's relevant. So the best one that I've got, you know, or similar to those, what I've got is, is someone who actually orchestrated a clear strategy, mm-hmm. which means they had a, an email sent out to me that said that, hey, in, you know, 
tomorrow or day after tomorrow, you're going to get a direct mail package. It's going to have X, Y, Z things. And I want to just share, showcase our services. And they were more in the direct mail uh, kind of, so it kind of makes sense for them to do that. Then as soon as I got it, the next morning, they sent another uh, email with a video of them like, hey, hopefully you received it. And when you open the package, hopefully you saw all of these things. We really think that we can help you do X, Y, and Z things better. And then uh, two days later, they had another follow-up. So I felt like they I was on a journey with them. They cared about me. They did a personalized direct mail. They had an email. They had a video. So they showed their personality so I could create trust with them because that's really what we're looking to do is create trust at the end of the day. And when you do that, I felt like, okay, no matter what, I like them. And maybe I'm not ready to buy with them or do business with them right now, but I like them and I have them in in my head. And whenever I'm ready, I'm actually going to be talking about them. So that's an example. And that's one company's PFL who actually does direct mail. And that's how we are in business with PFL now because it's a relationship that we they created with us. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a trade-off though, right? Yeah. Because to do highly personalized emails or outreach, direct mail, whatever, you can't reach out to everyone 500 people yeah. a day. You know, you can't, you have to really have highly targeted prospects. Right. So uh, do you think that trade-off Absolutely. Is, is it's very it? important, right? I think it's worth it every way possible because if you think about it, if your sales team has 1,000 accounts, they are going to create a really bad experience for your customers that are going to be not your current customers, but future customers. Mm-hmm. And if your sales team has a, a, like, let's say, 50 or 100 accounts, now they are forced to create more of these personalized interactions and conversations, and they are now forced to have these things. And over a period of time, they would just learn to grow in it, and they would learn to build relationships and close bigger deals. So at the end of the day, I feel like it all comes down to what is the major thing that you want to do with these set of businesses. And if you know who you're going after, there's no reason to spend your time, money, energy, or resources on anybody else but those companies. And when you do they mean business to you, if they mean value to you, they can drive your business forward, then you need to be treating them with a lot of respect and love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Friday's Flip My Funnel podcast. One Again, hero. our hashtag is one hero. Hashtag it on Twitter, all the places, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Um, if you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review. Six and star, seven six star, star, eight seven star. star. Yeah. Go above and beyond. Yeah. But yeah, so reach out to us if you want to be featured on the podcast or if you have any ideas. We would love to hear it. We want to celebrate you and we love you guys. So Happy Friday and hashtag one hero. One hero. Woohoo. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.